I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Everybody. This is Apologies Accepted, the, the podcast. podcast. And I am not Theo. And I am not Juliet. And today we're going to talk about our lives. What's shaking bacon? <laughs> How, you know what? Today's podcast is all about uh, vegetarian, well, veganism, right? Yeah. So rather than what's shaking bacon, what's a. a oh, faking. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Perfect. What's shaking bacon? What's shaking, faking? Uh, <laughs> let's see. I went to, it's been a really stupid busy week. We had a work conference that lasted three days where the entire uh-huh. office got together for the first time in since COVID, right? Awful. So it was like two and a half years. We uh, probably had fun, but I'm like, that's the worst thing I could ever imagine. Oh, it, it is the worst thing in the world. But <laughs> it was also the best thing in the world, which is weird, because usually I'm very against like, corporate anything and all the bonding and all the blah right but they did this really cool exercise where you had um every person had to create a presentation about themselves things you wanted to share right um 10 slides 10 seconds to talk about each slide and so whenever and it wasn't like all 40 of us did it all at the same time it was interspersed throughout the three days so kind of the flow worked really well it was always I consistently see. interesting they never did more than like five or six people yeah. in a group right yeah so it was cool and oh my god were people self-disclosing with the uh really? information yes and so people cried I mean, oh, no. audience members cried. I, I don't even mean that the presenters cried. That's a wow. given, right? But but people cried. Um, I cried. Uh, people I mean, people laughed. But the thing that I was... By the, okay, so yes, I did mention that I had a podcast because it was supposed uh-huh. to cough up a secret about yourself that nobody knew. And I was uh-huh. like, this is kind of the one thing. But I didn't give them the name or anything. So I'm not saying nice things about my coworkers because they're going to be listening to the show. <laughs> but uh, just in that in that weird world that I inhabit in the podcast where it's right. like, I want to be honest and I want to like cough up secrets and give my but real opinions about them. Feelings. Yeah. yeah. But um, OK, so uh, one of the slides was um, a woman who was in the maternity ward and she was holding a very, very, very tiny infant right and and she was looking at the infant with this with this gaze that Uh wasn't happy it wasn't sorrow it it was but it was an intense feeling right Uh so the the baby had been born stillborn oh my god right but they managed to bring the baby back to life and now the child is 11 years old and perfectly healthy and fine and has never had an issue Right. Oh my God! But it was it was that level of of disclosure. Oh right? my God! And then I get up there and I'm like, "These are my ten favorite books. These are my ten <laughs> favorite movies. These are my ten favorite songs." 
Um, and the people were like, thank God, no more stillborn babies. <laughs> oh, it was, um, yeah. Jesus, that's so sad and hard. <laughs> and appropriate? Maybe uh, not? Uh, well, I, but but the the dictate, the, the dictum, the edict. The instructions? The, the instructions, instructions, yes. The, the commandments had been, yeah. <laughs> you know, be self-disclosing, Jesus. be open, be authentic. And so, um, so yeah. Uh, Did and, you talk about being gay? Do they all know that you're gay? Well, of course they do. You're James's husband. They, they yeah. know that you're gay. Yeah. Okay, so you can't hide. That's good. No, right. You don't have to hide. That's good. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. Um, and so uh, we'll say, like... Uh, that whole part of it about being married to the boss came up a couple of times in conversations uh-huh. with new staff members where it was like, hi, I need to talk to you about this thing. But, you know, before we start, I am married to the boss. So you have to do what I say. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of yeah, course. You got to right. set expectations you, up front. You, you would anyway, because what I'm going to say is going to be so smart. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that so that was work. And then and that was three days. And it was really intense and it was draining. And we yeah. figured out the reason it was raining was raining, draining mm-hmm. wasn't so much because oh, work, 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 work. It was because we were all together. And so on video, you have your conversation and then it's done. Right. And so you get these breaks in between work discussions where you can like slouch and exhale and but here you had to mind your body language even if you weren't aware that that's what you were doing you had to mind your body language for like eight hours a day plus you had all of the sensory input coming in there are other people talking around you right exactly and so it was a lot of i like to call it secondary level brain work but that's not anything official i made it up to explain (laughs) jesus am i tired um then my cousin had a wedding and I went to the wet. Well, my cousin's son had a wedding. My, my cousin did not have her own wedding, but I have referred to it as Zenda's wedding since February. Um, and it was beautiful. And it was great. And I was really thrilled to be invited. Um, I, I was sort of the only fa- the extended family that could go. Um, there was one other family member from Pennsylvania whom I had never met before who went. Yeah. So that, so that was nice. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so really it's been a full on week. Today's my only day off cause Monday starts Monday. And, uh, yesterday it was all about getting dressed and driving to the wedding and being at the wedding for a bit. I left very early, which was kind of rude, but mm. at the same time, um, hi, mm. I, yeah, I hate wet. I hate weddings. Yeah. You had a perfect wedding. I like your wedding. Oh no, Thank it was you. it was it was perfect. It was small. <laughs> the the ceremony was beautiful. Short. It was in a gorgeous space, but it was short. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of hysteria. And I remember the wedding photographer coming out and begging, begging for more photos. Really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> please. I typically I take about a hundred photos at a wedding, and you've allowed me to take two. <laughs> <laughs> I liked her. She was nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you had a great wedding. And then um, I have friends who did a very, it was like a three day wedding in Britain wow. in a castle in like a Harry Potter kind of a, a setting. Right. Um, and that was amazing and crazy, but crazy because of just the level of, of like, this was the, the wedding of, it was a mini Royal wedding is wow. what it felt like. Right. But very, 
tasteful, very nice. And they're not listeners, so they'll never hear this. Um, <laughs> oh, hey, so speaking of listeners, just real quick, uh, before we get on to what is Shake and Bacon for you, I want to um, give a little shout out to all of our new listeners on Facebook, which is Yay. that platform that allows people to uh, listen to podcasts. And I believe that Facebook was like, um, what are we doing? Because I got an email from Facebook notifying us that starting on June 3rd, Facebook is no longer going to post podcasts on the platform. Oh. So we went from six little followers at our private little podcast world up to 329 followers in the wow. matter of just a few days, which was awesome. Um, it is awesome. But now we're not going to be posting podcasts to Facebook, not because we don't want to, but because right. Facebook, um, it's just not, there's not enough of a market yield there for them. I didn't even know that you could post podcasts on Facebook. I thought these were just followers. Me Facebook followers. either. I wow. did not know that you could do that, but... But you can't, well, you could yeah, up until June can't. 3rd. Yeah. yeah. And right. so once again, Facebook is evil to us. Well, maybe they'll us. follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you can follow people. Ooh. I don't know how it works. <laughs> I only own a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you have me, so you don't have to know these little things. I don't have things. to know. Yeah. Exactly. I will do it for you. But <laughs> I love our Facebook um audience which is weird to me because i don't care for facebook but um wow am i surprised and i'm going to say that um we were called the best kept secret in podcasting what on facebook yeah really by me i posted <laughs> that <laughs> i love it i know but you know that's <laughs> It's like, wow, anybody could say anything on Facebook. <laughs> it's just the did, whole... did anybody else say anything at all? Oh, yeah. there's uh, There was a mini discussion about, um, well, this is the whole thing about Facebook and how I don't understand how it <laughs> I works. Know, right? I hate Facebook. This is going to sound like I'm making fun of these people, and and I am not making fun of them. But um, one, one person was like, I followed, but I haven't listened yet. <laughs> Why are you following? <laughs> why are you even talking? What, yeah. What? What? And also, why are you even? Why are you announcing to the universe right. that like I follow this? But oh, may I? But see, that's the thing. Maybe when she made that remark, that was to her own followers. Maybe. And it just shows up in our feed because again, since I don't know how Facebook works, all right. of the, on purpose. It's not like I can't figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I have to say that because people might be thinking I am. That <laughs> I, like, I, I I don't know, right? And then one woman replied to that comment and said, I did. I have I found it very interesting. And I was like, oh, the I word. That's the death uh, now of, like, it's interesting. Oh, I thought you meant I, not interesting. I was like, why, oh. why is it bad to say the word I? <laughs> I interesting. It's yeah, I mean, she should have said this is the most offensive podcast ever, and that would have been better, right? Right, right, right. yeah, exactly. But but it seems there was an exclamation point, so oh, that's that, a, that's that sort of gives the word interesting a little more oomph than like, well, that was interesting. Well, thanks for commenting if you're listening. Yeah, totally. Thank you, guys. And um, that's it. Wow, 11 minutes. That was That's great. That's a lot. And what about you? <laughs> What is shaking um, bacon? 
I went, after the podcast last week, I went to Golden Gate Park to look at the dahlias with my husband. And I love dahlias. They're these big flowers that are puffy and poofy. And um, of course, since I know nothing about flowers, I didn't realize that dahlias don't bloom until the summertime. So I had assumed that they were spring flowers, but no, they're not. They're summertime flowers. So there was just empty bare dirt in the dahlia garden when I got there, of course. Um, But I did learn a little something about dahlias, which is that they bloom in the summer. So I'm sure that when it's summertime, I'll remember to go see the dahlias. Um, But we got a nice walk. So a nice little walk and uh, saw some stupid, mag- not, what are they called, marigolds, which I think are ugly. Uh, <laughs> they're they not stupid. Of, <laughs> stupid marigolds in the stupid garden of the stupid, uh, whatever that building is called, where they had the stupid flowers. So yeah, uh, that was okay. It was a beautiful day. Uh, so, so that was something. And then I forgot to tell you, um, and I'm sure this is news to no one but me, but when I was in Arizona, of all places, in the grocery store, they had these oranges. So I saw, I went to the grocery store to get some fruit, and I saw some oranges that I hadn't seen before. So I was like, all right, let's get some oranges. You know, what the hell? Let's be crazy and get some oranges. And um, they are the ultimate orange, the absolute platonic ideal of oranges. I think they're called sumo oranges. Oh, Have yes. you had those? Yes. They are so freaking good. Have you had them? I have. Uh, James really loves them. Uh, They're amazing. They look like little sumo wrestlers. It's so cute. I guess so, yeah. Is that why they call them sumo oranges? That's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, let's put it this way. I don't know that that's why they call them sumo. I just looked at them. I was like, oh, it looks like a little sumo, little wrestler. sumo wrestler. That is so racist. I get sumo, the race of sumo. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so if you haven't tried sumo oranges, people try sumo oranges. They are just incredible, just amazing. And now I can't find them anywhere in San Francisco. Oh, so no, because they're trendy. Oh, is that why? Oh, yeah. I don't know why they had them in Arizona, of all places, because they don't have, I mean, you can barely get oranges, much less sumo oranges. But they oh, had them weird. one time, and then they never had them again. So I don't know what's going on. Me either. That's weird. Somebody they... should plant more sumo trees. Uh... Yeah, I yeah, I got nothing, but I'm glad that you love sumo oranges <laughs> so so suddenly and so fiercely that they there's now a sumo tree shortage in your world. There is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait to get my hands on some sumo oranges. Um, but speaking of fruits and vegetables, so this oh, week, nice segue. Thank you. This week we're talking about um, a couple of brothers who are fruits. And vegetables. <laughs> oh my god, you are. <laughs> May I, right now, everybody stop what you're doing. This is This is an award for you. <laughs> that is, I love that. That was the worst thing I've ever said, possibly. That's so great. Well, you know what? I, th- I think, okay, so hold on. I, I get what you're saying, and uh-huh. I think it's fair because, it, and, and I'm sure we'll end up talking about this, but in this whole veganism world, there is like this whole... There, there are just some beliefs out there and, yeah. and some philosophies where yeah. like, I'm all for moral superiority. Believe me, I, I wear it as a badge Absolutely. of honor, right? Absolutely. But not when you wave it against me. I don't, then right. I don't like it, right? Then it's not good. But um, yeah, they are, not them all, but a little, a little space nutty. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm sure we'll talk about that some more, but uh, we will talk about that some more. So, but, but absolutely. So let's tell people who these people are. So the, the two people we're talking about, we've already referred to derogatorily for no reason, um, are David and Stephen Flynn, who are identical twins in Ireland. And the Irish examiner describes them as having led the plant used, plant used, plant-based food movement in Ireland for over 20 years. I'm like, it's a, it's a man fuck word. Anyway, they own a lifestyle band. Ba- <laughs> <laughs> they have a lifestyle band? Awesome. Lifestyle band. A lifestyle brand based on their cafe and shop called the Happy Pair in Greystones, Ireland, which is beautiful. Um, if you're watching the video, that's a joke, you can see my background on Zoom is Greystones, Ireland. So um, it looks like a, a beautiful little town with a lovely beach um, along the coast. Uh, I'd like to go there one day. Um, the lifestyle brand started as a produce shop in Greystones and now includes an Instagram account, a coffee roastery, four cafes, only one of which reopened after the pandemic, a farm, a sourdough bakery, several cookbooks with one more coming out this June, happy heart and happy gut courses online, a food line in supermarkets nationally in Ireland, and of course, the most important thing, a podcast. Yes, the most important thing. Absolutely. Their Instagram account has uh, 550,000 followers and an average post attracts 10,000 likes and hundreds of comments. And they say, we wanted to start a business that we really believed in, where we could work to make a better world by setting up a place that brings people together to celebrate good, healthy, local, organic food, and that really helps nourish all the people involved in it, from people who work there to suppliers, to customers, to the local community and the environment. In essence, we wanted to start up a place that really nourished us and everyone around. So these guys, the Flynn brothers, um, they're chefs. They were semi-pro rugby players when they were a little bit younger, and they have also been models. Uh, But they've given talks at the Royal College of Surgeons in Dublin and at medical conferences in the UK. They're both vegan, so they're in favor of a plant-based diet, and they want Irish people to turn away from processed foods. Uh, David said, processed food is designed to hijack your mammal brain. Our prehistoric ancestors had no access to refined sugar and refined fats. It was all about roots and shoots. So that kind of tells you who they are. Um, I think they're kind of, in, maybe in their, in their youth, they were very much bros. I think they, they, they grew up together. They spent all their time together. They didn't really spend any time apart until they were 16 or so. And then at some point, um, I think in their late teens, early 20s, they decided to travel the world. So they went off in separate directions uh, for the first time. And somehow at the same time, like on the same day, decided to become vegan and um, without communicating with each other. In different parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And their mother's the one who sort of forced them to go to different colleges because she was afraid there was too much of a codependent relationship building between them and they wouldn't be able to function in the real world without each other around, right? right? It was too much twin. Too much togetherness. Yes. Cool. So, yeah, so they were doing their modeling thing and and playing rugby and doing all that kind of stuff, and and then they decided to become vegan. So I don't know where they were. I think one of them was in South Africa and the other was in Colorado or something, being a ski instructor when they decided to do this. Um, But um, that's what they did, and... uh, why we're talking about them is because a promotional video for an upcoming Happy Pair podcast episode, which has since been deleted from the Happy Pair Instagram account, caused a stir recently when it made claims about breast cancer rates before suggesting ways to reduce the risk of breast cancer through lifestyle and diet. In the video, they claim that some of the main risk factors for cancer included high levels of saturated fats, dairy products, and animal products in the diet. And they said, and I'm quoting now, 
here's five things to reduce your risk. They say five things, but they actually list seven, which is funny. Um, aim for a healthy body weight. Eat mostly whole food, plant-based. Aim for eight to 13 fruit and veg portions per day. Reduce alcohol consumption. Avoid smoking and move regularly. Eat mushrooms. Reduces your risk of breast cancer. Eat soy products two to three times per day. So this um, video, which promoted a podcast episode with a guy named Dr. Nitu Bajikal, sorry I pronounced your name probably wrong, uh, was sharply criticized by many on social media for containing incorrect information about the risk of breast cancer. Dublin-based cancer researcher Dr. David Robert Grimes tweeted, Diet and cancer is complicated and modifiable risk from diet is less than you might think. Not helpful when wellness influencers like Happy Pear implicitly blame breast cancer on diet, needlessly shames patients. And Dr. Liz O'Riordan, who's a surgeon specializing in breast cancer, also responded saying, Don't believe everything you see. This video by the Happy Pear says that mushrooms reduce your risk of getting breast cancer. This is not true. Right. Yep. And it's, it's not true. That whole thing of magical thinking, right? I love this thing that I'm doing, and it's got to have, not only is it good for me, but it's got to have even more goodness in it for everybody else, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And quackery follows um, very quickly upon those heels. Absolutely. <laughs> heels of thought. <laughs> heels of thought, treading down the road of ideas. Those high heels of thought. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I love it. You're on fire today. I'm slightly awake. Um, yeah, so you had mentioned that you had some information about um, soy. So I've I remember I read I have read that soy is actually too much soy can give you cancer. I read this is not true, um, and then they say eat soy products two to three times per day. Have you any information about that? I have a little bit of information about this because okay. um, I took a physiology course at community college for full semester and I got a B in it. So I am now qualified. I'm as qualified as the Happy Pear Brothers to talk oh, sure. about the science behind soy and links to cancer, right? Yeah. Because I also Googled an article. Because I was like, <laughs> what, what What? the fuck is this? Like, I get the impetus for, oh, if you eat this, it makes you smarter. Oh, if you eat this, it will prevent cancer, right? But it's like, why do they think that? And so here's why they think that, right? Okay, so um, soy contains phytoestrogens, which essentially are estrogen shaped molecules that very closely mimic the structure of human estrogen. And when they get into our bloodstream, they can attach themselves to uh, receptors on cells that are built to um, hold estrogen molecules. And so the binding affinity of phytoestrogens is pretty weak. So um, mm. Gen Z, what that means is that the... The, Why are you insulting Gen Z? Well, because because <laughs> they're thirteen. Well, right? they're not though. They're in their thirties now, or whatever. Shut out your mouth. That's, that's not true. You're talking about Generation Alpha. Okay. Well, I, um, <laughs> I, I that means nothing to me. That I'm, I'm okay. I'm so far in the into the. Uh, age spectrum now that the new generation I haven't even heard of. You just right? don't even know, yeah. Right. But um, so, so basically the plant estrogen, the plant version of estrogen is, is a little weaker, it's a lot weaker actually, than the human version. But it will still bind to our cells. Uh -huh. And um, the, when it binds to a receptor in a cell, it does one of two things, right? 
it either signals to the cell that there's too much estrogen available in the tissue, and then that cell sends out chemical signals that modulate the amount of estrogen the body is producing, right? Oh, there's too much. Or um, it has a pro-estrogenic effect, which means that it increases the level of estrogen that the body produces. Like, oh, okay, there's sort of not enough. Um, essentially, in real broad stroke terms, that's that's kind of what's going on. And so the idea behind breast cancer and soy is that if you have enough soy, then you're getting it into your um, breast tissue and creating signals to the body that will help the body reduce the opportunities of producing cancerogenic carcinogenic cells, right? Or, or tumors or whatever. Right. So I'm just going to say like, that's a real quick walkthrough of it. Um, well, and I listened to this podcast, like this whole thing with veganism. I was like, oh, great. There's going to be so many podcasts I can listen to. And there were, and yeah. they annoyed the hell out of me, each and every oh, one funny. of them. Right. It was awful. It was painful to 10 minutes of, oh, the morals around eating animals. And oh my gosh, you don't have to do this thing. Oh, the spirituality around not eating animals. La, 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 la. Okay. I, I, I get all that. Cool. Right. But it is just the whole attitude of mm -hmm. if you're not doing what I'm telling you to do, then you are really stupid. And I'm going to cough up some proof about how this this type of nutritional plan will save your life, right? And save the planet and blah, blah, blah. Hate it. But so this is this is a quote from a podcast, right? Uh, and this is a guy who has... Um, a doctorate, but I did not look to see if it was an MD or a PhD, but I am going to imagine that it's a PhD. Um, soy operates Probably. in anti-estrogenic pathway in breast tissue, meaning it decreases the amount of est estrogen that the breast tissue uh, is absorbing. Um, you consume these phytoestrogens and they decrease the estrogen response in breast tissue. And that estrogen response potentially decreases breast cancer, but not bullshit. That's parenthetical. I'm editorializing. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so that's why this link between plants and, and cancer, right? The idea is, oh, the plants, they've got these chemicals in them that attach to our cells and send signals to our body that help reduce the risk of, of producing cancer. Okay. Again, um, cannibal shit. Uh, and the other factoid in all of this, all of this research and all this Googling that I did I uncovered something that, of course, soy is a very common food in Asia um, and readily available in the States. But uh, in a study um, conducted in 2001, so it was 20 years old, they discovered that the a person who has on who's on the high spectrum in Western culture of soy consumption is not as high as a person in Asia who is on the lower side of soy consumption. Basically, we don't consume as much soy as they do in Asia, right? Um, interesting, also bullshit. Okay, yeah. cool. So that, good to know. That was that. Well, I mean, good to know. It's, it's uh, I'll just say this, right? Of course, eating food, vitamins, nutrients, minerals, etc. magic cures, no. Desperate people are willing to believe anything. 
totally right. get that. I'm right. not here to take hope away from anybody. As long as it's healthy, do it. Consult with your doctor. Yeah, yeah. Consult with several doctors. Get several Consult opinions. Consult more than one. You never know what your doctor's going to be like. So, yeah. Um, so these twins have gone from basically bros to basically crazy vegan nuts. And I don't say that in any way to insult vegans because I've been vegan in my life and probably will be again one day. Um, but there's a type, a certain type of person, the crazy vegan nut type, which is the type that you're sort of alluding to when you say that the type that um, make promises about all sorts of benefits from the vegan diet that may or may not exist. So they definitely are like that. And they, they do things like go swimming in the ocean, saying that it's good for your health. Uh, the cold ocean in the morning um, in Ireland, it's very cold, um, saying that's good for your health and encouraging other people to do the same thing and that kind of thing. I mean, I have nothing against swimming in the ocean. There's no problem with that as far as I can tell, but whether it's good for your health or not, I don't know. It makes you feel good, so go for it. Um, but yeah, so after they said this about the soy and the mushrooms, they released a statement and then posted an apology video on Instagram in which they basically said a lot of people got upset and we didn't intend to upset anyone, which right. is not a great apology, as we all know, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time. Um, no. Um, the video was slammed as appalling by some people, and one person claimed the brothers were smirking during the video, and another said, well, that's their faces. They always look like that. <laughs> Which is actually kind of true. Yeah. I, the brothers are hot, and I accidentally ended up looking at a lot of photos of them. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. tons of shirt-off pictures. and Yes. And, yeah. and, and, of course, that only promotes what they are saying about, about anything that they're doing. Right? right. Swimming in the ocean will give you this body. Right. I mean, sure, yes, it will help contribute to a build, building a body like that, but not in and of itself. Right. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, same thing probably with probably very little health benefits to swimming in the cold ocean. But I mean, it, it definitely feels good. I've been swimming in the cold ocean and you feel great afterwards. But um, whether or not it's any good for your health, I wouldn't know. Me either. Um, I don't care. And yeah. and. I will also say this. It's the thing I always say, and it, it annoys James, because uh, he'll say, like, oh, this product that he saw on TV, right, does this thing. And then I'll say, if it really did that thing, they'd be selling it over the counter at the 7-Eleven. Right. Right. It'd oh, be everywhere. If it really did that thing, it'd be prescription. Oh, so. good point. Yes. <laughs> if the ocean would have a big barbed wire fence all around That's it. That's right. Pharmaceutical you'd have to pay 500 would be, bucks right. copay to get there. That's how so. we know shit doesn't work. That's how we know. Uh, so, yeah, so the dude who said that's just their faces, or the woman who said that's just their faces, said, I've met them, and what I will say is they genuinely believe in plant-based whole food diets and community. That is their passion. I don't see them as just brand-led. I think they would have hated causing any hurt. So they may be well-intentioned idiots, but I think they're kind of idiots. And um, I don't. I, I kind of feel bad saying that because they're doing things that are good for the environment and good for animals and probably good for health overall. But it's kind of an accident. It seems to me that they they fell into this thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of my hat. Out of well, my hat. I, well, no. It's it, it's out of your ass is the expression. Out of my ass. But ass. yeah. But I prefer out of my hat. Thank you. <laughs> that, that's nicer. Oh, and it is Mother's Day too. So hat oh, yeah. would be happy inappropriate. Thank you. Happy Happy Mother's Day, except to the vegans. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, we I mean, it's very clear that the brothers believe that this is not just simply some marketing thing that they're doing. Yeah, this yeah. is, a, I, I hesitate to use the word lifestyle, but you know, this is something they believe and they believe it'll help other people. And I, um, I read a couple of interviews with them. Um, 
And those interviews were in sort of tabloidy British papers. Most of the British papers are tabloidy papers, right? Um, and the brothers said uh, something to the effect of, we know that we're Marmite. Some people like yeah. us. Some people really don't. A lot of people don't, yeah. 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 And, and, and they get it. So they get they're not for everybody. They sort of understand who they are. Um, but I, I will say they may have missed a beat, right? Uh-huh. And it's when you have a platform and you want to put out uh, medical information, you should make sure that it's as, as well-rounded as possible right. and direct people to consulting with their doctors, right? Right. But that's not what they did. They brought on some witch doctor who was like, ooh, (laughs) mushrooms, wow, drink the tea, ah. And, you know, yes and no, sure, and and no, right? Right. Um, I'm trying to think of a food fad that I've lived through that was supposed to do this thing other than weight loss, Uh and and I'm struggling. Oatmeal, there's oatmeal for cholesterol or whatever. Remember that? Okay, right. And fish oil, right? Fish oil. Uh, Omega-3s, right? Yeah. And and that does help. But if that's the only thing you're relying on... Yeah, you're not going to get very far. See you in heart surgery. Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, oh well. Um, So I did listen to a podcast with them on it, a podcast called An Irishman Abroad that interviewed the two of them. And they seemed fine. I mean, you know, they didn't say anything really offensive in, in the that I remembered in the podcast, but it was kind of boring. And then I listened to uh, another podcast, part of another podcast where they, their own podcast that they have the happy pair or whatever it's called, yeah. uh, where they interviewed a woman and, and I fell asleep. So I, I can't really say too much about that. I will bet you that's the same podcast that I listened to um, because they were interviewing a woman. Was she talking a lot about their children and how they make wonderful fathers? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly the yes. same fucking podcast. I gave it 10 minutes and then I was like, yes, I totally know who you guys are. I yeah. do not ever need to look anything up more about you because yeah. I already know what you like for lunch, what you like for breakfast, what your day looks right. like, what your schedule's like, what your philosophies around life. I know who you are. And yeah. and that's cool. That, that's great. You fucked up a little bit with your apology because it was shitty. Um, you, you really missed the point. I get that for you, the point is... Eating mushrooms reduces your risk of cancer. Full yeah. stop. Right? Yeah. But it it doesn't. And you should have allowed some dialogue for how and why people think that it doesn't. As opposed to we say that it does, right? Um and so, but I mean, beyond that, they believe what they're saying. They're they doing seem their perfectly best, nice. Right? I think is probably true. Right. And so are they awful? No, right? Um, but it's interesting. Are they that, careless? Yes. Yes. I think that's a great way to put it. Um, and it's very clear that Irish people don't know how to offer good apologies because this is our <laughs> second one in a month. Penny Shields. <laughs> that's right. So speaking of apologies, um, the statement they made said, the happy pair acknowledges that some of the content in a recent post on Instagram and Facebook promoting an upcoming podcast with Dr. Neetu Bajakal, consultant obstetrician and gynecologist from London, UK, has caused offense as a few of the statements were not qualified appropriately. We sincerely apologize for any offense caused. It is never our intention to mislead or to misinform. The happy pair partners with many highly qualified and 
experienced medical practitioners, and we always defer to their professional expertise and opinions. The happy pair never represents itself as a medical professional or medical expert. Our main purpose serves to highlight some of the health and lifestyle benefits of plant-based eating. We will endeavor to ensure that this does not happen again. And they said um, in their video, uh, we posted a video recently about breast cancer and a number of people got upset. And we just wanted to say that was never our intention and we're really sorry for upsetting anyone. It was a snippet from a podcast that we recorded with a doctor on women's health, but just wanted to say apologies. So as someone noted, I think on Twitter, um, they said they apologize for upsetting people, not for the incorrect advice offered. So yeah, they should apologize for, and I think in their statement they kind of did, but they really apologize for offending people. In their statement they did, and in the video they did not, uh, because they believe this. So they're not going to apologize for something that they believe, right? right? And so I I get that, but at the same time, um, it is a little dangerous to be pushing quackery. Yeah, you shouldn't be. If you're not a doctor, even if you are a doctor, you probably shouldn't be giving advice over the internet. Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's just you've in science you have to prove shit, and and you've got to have studies and has to be peered reviewed, peered no peer reviewed, right? It's it's so cool, and even then, after you know, obviously the way science works. Even after we believe that something is true, there may be evidence that, oh, okay, we we misunderstood what we were seeing. What we believed was true isn't true in the way we believed it. It's true in this other way, right? Science can and does shift. Um, but it's always, it's always fact-based led by evidence. And there's just not an evidence, not enough evidence around these types of claims to support making these types of claims without offering the counterpoint right so but you know again we are america's heroes they need to call us the next time they want to have a medical professional on yes um, definitely. And, you know there are plenty of medical professionals out there who are complete and utter quacks oh, like tons. dr oz and yes all the you know I'll all, say, the, all the rest ones. of them. yeah <laughs> well it, you know and, and they're Not famous all. because they're giving quick instant relief right the magic yeah. pill the snake oil right everybody wants the easy cure i want something that's gonna like it's the one pill a day that i have to take that's just gonna make everything great and if that's a carrot even better yeah so yeah, yeah. i mean i can't tell you myself how many times i've fallen for that kind of thing so i i really shouldn't um, be criti too critical i mean I, the things that i bought like papaya pills for digestion and all right. kinds of crazy stuff it's just i've done it i've been there i understand you, you want things to work and you see it like someone that you respect or trust recommends it so you go ahead and get it you know yeah it is what it is right and you're not stupid I mean, you you Apparently. know how things work, and so right. I'm sure when the papaya pill thing came around, you were like, "What is this about papaya? Oh, okay, enzymes. Oh, okay, great. Right? I could see where this might work. Right? right exactly. And, and then, did it work? You know, I don't think so. So well, if it did work, they'd be selling it over the counter at the Seven <laughs> Eleven. If it did work, it'd be prescription. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, That's, that needs to be my new go-to. I I definitely need to to use that. Um, yeah, both things are true. They'd be selling prescriptions at the Seven Eleven. Boom. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the new uh, the new, uh, the new uh, ultimate thing test. for Seven Eleven is the prescription 
pharmacies at 7-Eleven. So yeah, so that's um, that's what I've got about these guys. Um, I'm not going to be, well, I don't know. It's just I'm not going to be going there when I uh, go to Ireland again, but maybe I will because it looks like a cute little town. Maybe I'll check them out and have some, have some, have some lunch because I appreciate plant-based food. And, uh, and my husband is vegetarian. I'm not anything right now. I just eat whatever basically, but um, I probably will be vegetarian or vegan again in the, in the relatively near future. So there you go. I might go there and visit them. Yeah, I knew that this episode was going to bring up kind of the whole like, oh, eating and, and what you eat being animals, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I am going to work myself in a position where I have to now start defending meat eating because, <laughs> uh, you know, hi. Um, and, and yeah, I'll say vegetarianism does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, uh, I think having some reducing meat consumption and increasing plant consumption for me would be um, achievable. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I don't have a moral ground that I'm standing on for eating meat other right. than given a chance, a chicken would totally devour you. A chicken probably would. Chickens are mean. Yes. And a cow. Cows aren't mean. Cows are sweet. Cows are, cows are so sweet. Cows are sweet. They're sweet and I am, succulent. I am totally behind not eating animals and totally behind it being a bad idea and a moral failing to eat animals. I occasionally, I don't eat meat very often. I do occasionally have a hamburger or a steak, so I'm not very good at living up to my own ideals. Um, I mostly eat um, vegetables and fruits and Twinkies and fish. So... <laughs> <laughs> I have fish are just moving plants. <laughs> fish have feelings, though, so I'm kind of torn about it. Brent and I don't eat um, a calamari because the octopus are so smart, so we don't actually eat them. But um, that's I think that's kind of funny. But there, there you go. Uh, you know, so that was um, – we had an episode. I can't remember what it was, but we, were, we ended up talking about eating cows. Um, it was around Easter time. And, okay. um, and we were – I was struggling for this word that – it, that was like, this is why I will not eat octopus, right? Or, I mean, not like a dolphin's ever on a menu, but like, or dolphin, right? Or why people don't eat whales, whatever. Right. Um, and and it kept coming back to the word consciousness and yeah. self-awareness. But the word I was looking for was sentient. Oh, sentient. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I tripped over that this morning um, and my podcast search for like, there's got to be something fucking interesting about veganism beyond like oh the moral the ethical the quasi religious sort of stuff and that's the thing about veganism right it's like a lot of the proponents just treat it like a religion yeah um and so cool uh have fun enjoy yeah not um, into religion just just there's i can't think of a belief system that i want to adhere to so devoutly yeah. that i'm going to proselytize but that's sure again the world's hero here um, <laughs> but sentience yeah so like is there a different level of intelligence between a chicken and a dog? Yeah, you know, chickens do kind of have that lizard brain looking thing behind their eyes. Right. If that makes any sense. Um, They're dumb. There's no question that chickens are dumb. Yeah, I mean, dumb, you know, not not as smart. So, are, you know, are, are they sentient? Probably, but it's Probably. like to what, what degree? Right? Yeah, right, but then that becomes my answer for eating people. Are they smart? Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but are they? Or Let's just eat the dumb ones. Dumb enough to eat. <laughs> so that's an argument I can't use to 
<laughs> you know, it's just like nothing there. <laughs> Everything goes to cannibalism. Right? Oh my god! Yeah. Um. So with so after the whole like I've got to find something about veganism because the brothers there just wasn't a lot there. Yeah. Um, really, what I got down to was oh the history of veganism. So let me give you the okay, history good. of veganism. It's pretty short, um, and also a little more recent than than I thought. Right. So vegetarianism is first mentioned by the Greek philosopher and mathematician Pythagoras in 500 BCE, right? Um, So in addition to his theorem about right triangles, he promoted benevolence among all species, including humans. And then, of course, followers of Buddhism, Hinduism, Jainism, and all advocate vegetarianism, believing that humans should not inflict pain on other animals. So it it's more of a moral thing for vegetarianism in, in our early days, as opposed to a health thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, a lot of us does get down to privilege around veganism when you can choose what you eat. eat, Right. You're a pretty privileged place in society. Right. Okay. But, uh, so going back. So in 1843, members of the Alcott house, which was founded by Louisa May Alcott's mother. How about that? Yes. Her mother belonged to sort of a commune that was a vegetarian, a vegetarianum. What? Um, uh, so members of the Alcott House created the British and Foreign Society for the Promotion of Humanity and Abstinence from Animal Food. What a name. Um, and so this was uh, led by Sophia Chichester, who was a wealthy benefactor of the Alcott House, right? Um and again, this sort of is that thing of like vegetarianism seems to have been in the 1800s, even in the 1700s, arguably, this thing for wealthy people to indulge in, right? Um, uh, let's see. Okay. So the Alcott House helped establish the UK Vegetarian Society, which held its first meeting in 1847. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Uh, The Medical Times and Gazette in London reported in 1884, there are two kinds of vegetarians, one in extreme form, the members of which eat no animal products whatsoever, and a less extreme sect who do not object to eggs, milk, or fish. The Vegetarian Society belongs to the later, more moderate version, right? Okay, cool. So even in 1884, People, outsiders were noticing that within the vegetarian community, there was this divide between vegetarians and this other extreme version of vegetarianism, right? They didn't want anything to do with animal products. Um, the meatless lifestyle never really caught fire in the West, um, although it would pop up during health crazes and religious revivals. And again, it's this idea of like what we eat sort of becomes, gets tied into spirituality, religion, right? Moral and ethics. And it's an understandable connection. Um, the Ephrata Cloister, a strict religious sect founded in 1732 in Pennsylvania, advocated vegetarianism as well as celibacy, which makes sense because it was a cloister. Um, the 18th century philosopher Jeremy Bentham believed that animal suffering was just as serious as humorin, 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 humorin. Humorin, human suffering and he likened the idea of human superiority to racism. Oh, interesting. This is interesting. All right. And that's in the 1700s. I, I don't know exactly when. Probably late 1700s oh. would be my guess. 
But all right, yeah. I mean, that's again, we get down to this this morality, this philosophy, this quasi religious thing, right? Mm-hmm. But but interesting. Okay, it, human superiority, white white supremacy, human supremacy, right? Okay, uh, this one's fun. In 1850, Reverend Sylvester Graham, the inventor of the graham cracker, co-founded the American Vegetarian Society. Uh, he was a Presbyterian minister, and his followers were called Grahamites, and they mm-hmm. obeyed his instructions, his instructions, not his mm-hmm. obstructions, <laughs> his instructions for virtuous life, vegetarianism, temperance, abstinence, and frequent bathing. All kinds of crazy ideas, right? <laughs> he also believed that nocturnal emissions shortened a man's life. Oh, and my God. And unfortunately, because of his belief in abstinence, he yeah. suffered from nocturnal emissions. Oh, my God. And so, yes, he's, he's poor, this poor man was in this complete panic. <laughs> he was orgasming himself to death at night in his sleep. <laughs> no fault of his own. Um, right. Hence the hysteria around <laughs> around everything he did. <laughs> well, weren't graham crackers supposed to suppress your libido? Um, I don't know what the intention was. My guess is yes, but that was uh, uh, cornflakes. Um, yeah, I know that was one thing, but I thought graham crackers were the other. It very well could have been. Um, yeah. I didn't Google that, uh, but it would make sense. Huh, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something that's like in the flower of what, is, what are what Graham do cornflakes and graham crackers have in common? I don't know, actually. Was it cornflakes or was it something else? It was cornflakes because it was definitely, okay. um, yeah, it was definitely cornflakes. And that was supposed to stop people from pleasuring themselves was what yeah. cornflakes were, right? Um, okay, whatever. Yeah, it was definitely breakfast cereal. It, yeah, it was a cereal. It, and it, was it Kellogg's? I don't know. I, it doesn't matter. I don't remember anything and, about it now. And you know what? Further proof that this is all quackery. It it's all quackery. Work. None of it works. Uh, it's all bullshit. So, all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, so we have the uh, British Foreign Society for the Promotion of Human Abstinence and Animal Food, which uh, then helped establish the UK Vegetarian Society, right? And so a direct outshoot of the Vegetarian Society um, in, so we're in the UK, and the only thing is the Vegetarian Society, right? If you want to live a plant-based life, this this is like the main hub of the idea of vegetarianism. And in November of 1944, a British woodworker named Donald Watson announced that because vegetarians ate dairy and eggs, he was going to create a new term called vegan to describe people who did not. So again, you had this divide within the vegetarian world of like, Okay, well, you're not eating animals, but you're still not being kind enough to them because you're taking their babies, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, around this, actually the same time, tuberculosis had been found in over 40% of Britain's dairy cows. Eesh. And Watson used this to his advantage, claiming that it provided the vegan lifestyle um, protection from tainted food. Oh, I see. Three months after coining the term, he issued a formal explanation of the way the word should be pronounced. Vegan, not <laughs> V-Jan, he oh, wrote. Safe. And the guy who did gifts should have actually yeah. done the same thing. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Definitely uh, gifts. So he wrote that. It's only gifts. Only. It only. Uh, so, uh, so he wrote that in the Vegan Society newsletter, 
which had 25 subscribers. And oh, by the time he died... That's the, even less than we have listeners. It's much less than we have <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but by the time... Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're allowed to I speak to me in shorthand. I, I get it. I, <laughs> um, all right. So let's see. Uh, so he had 25 subscribers. By the time Watson died at the age of 95 in 2005. Wow. Yes. There were 250,000 self-identifying vegans in Britain and 2 million in the U.S. That's it? I would have thought there would be more. Well, um, self-identifying. So I think some people are just I guess they had to fill out a vegans. form or something. Yeah. I don't want to eat animals, so I am a vegan, but I'm not going to announce it to people because I don't want them to think I'm a jerk. <laughs> um, okay, and so the word, where does the word vegan come from? So in August of 1944, several members of the Vegetarian Society asked that a section of the newsletter be devoted to non-dairy vegetarianism. Why won't you give us this, right? You guys, please just let us have a little section where we could talk about even better ways of being a vegetarian, right? And the request was turned down, so Donald Watson, who was the secretary of the Leicester branch, set up a new quarterly newsletter in November of 1944, which was priced one tuppence, which is a penny. Right. <laughs> That's two cents. Oh, is it? Uh-huh. You're right. It, when I hover my thing over, it says penny. And I'm like, all right, that's what it is. But yeah, okay, a tuppence, two, two, two pennies. Yes. Um, he called it the vegan news. The word vegan was invented by Watson and his fiancee, Dorothy Morgan. Um, the word is based on the first three letters and the last two letters of vegetarian because it marked the beginning and the end of vegetarian. Oh, my God. Right. So here we get into the mur the mural, the moral superiority. I'm yeah, blending right. words together, right? Um, so he's going to stamp out filthy vegetarians. <laughs> uh, Those half-assed vegetarians, they, they don't know how to do anything the right way. just not committed to the cause. Absolutely. Uh, the Vegan News asked his readers if they could think of anything better than vegan to stand for non-dairy vegetarian. And um, some of the 25 people coughed up all vega neo-vegetarian dairy ban uh. vitin benivore jesus christ can you imagine i'm a benivore, wow, benivore. I'm a yeah really benevolent eater um sanivores uh, okay a sane and, eater oh thank you i was thinking sanitary and so i was like <laughs> all right i guess so I'm definitely wash it um and then Beau Manger. Oh, I like that one. Beau yeah, Manger. yeah, me too. <laughs> like if it was called Beau Manger, I would totally be doing that. Jesus, I'd love to pretend I'm fancy. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Uh, his first edition attracted 100 letters, which means his 25 followers wrote in four times each. <laughs> Jesus, these people had nothing to do but talk to each other. Well, they weren't eating meat. What else are they going to do? Well, exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. And uh, the New Vegan Society held its first meeting in early November 1944. So the word vegan comes from vegetarian, and the the Vegan Society is a direct outgrowth. Let's call it an offshoot, because that's kind of a plant-based, <laughs> right, of the Vegetarian Society in the UK. 
Um, so World Vegan Day is held every November 1st to mark the founding of the society. And the month of November is considered by the society to be World Vegan Month. Yay. Yay. Um, let's see. The newspaper changed its name to The Vegan in 1945. And it published recipes and a vegan trade list of animal-free products, such as toothpaste, shoe polish, stationery, and glue. Um, they then came out with vegan cookbooks in 1946 and aids to a vegan diet for children in 1948. The Vegan Society soon made clear that it rejected the use of animals for any purpose, not only a diet. In 1947, Watson, who was the founder of this vegan uh, organization, wrote, the vegan renounces it as superstitious that human life depends upon the exploitation of these creatures whose feelings are much the same as our own. From 1948, the vegan's front page read, advocating living without exploitation. And in 1951, the society published its definition of veganism as the doctrine that man should live without exploiting animals. In 1956, its vice president, Leslie Cross, founded the Plant Milk Society. Oh, no. Oh, yes. And in 1956, as uh, Plant Milk Limited and later Plummel Foods, <laughs> guys, it began production of one of the first widely distributed soy milks in the Western world. Wow. And people have had breasts ever since. Um, and the first vegan society was founded in the U.S. in 1948, right? And so, oh, that's really recent. Yeah, I mean, it, one, all of it's very recent. Um, veganism seems to have caught fire in 2010. So there were all kind of always vegans, 1940-something, right? Um, there was a word for it, and it, but pre-1944, there was a movement without a name, right? Now we have a name. And in 2010, it seems to have, for whatever reason— 2010, really? Well, they, they said the 2010s is when okay. there's like a big uptick. It's in. definitely so much easier to be vegan now than it was when I was vegan, which was the late 90s. And uh, I was here in California, and I think I was living in Berkeley at the time. Um, and it was challenging to find. Like, you couldn't get soy milk in a lot of coffee shops, for example. And it was only because I was in Berkeley, I think, that I could find it anywhere um, for the most part. But um, it was you had to go to special like food stores and stuff to get to get soy milk. And then and then silk came out whenever that was in the 2000s at some point and, and uh, it became very popular. So uh, not only soy milk, though, but it was it was just challenging to eat as a vegan anywhere. If you go to a restaurant, you'd end up eating some sort of salad and asking them to take out the cheese or take out the chicken or take out whatever it was that was animal based. So it was interesting. And I, I remember this whole conversation is making me um, want to eat some oat cakes. And I, I remember oat that cakes. recipe that I gave you for oat cakes that I, I need to find again and make them because uh, those were those were terrible, but they were also really good at the same time. So I remember that those used to be available in some coffee shops. And for a while, like if I went out, the, those were the only thing I could get to eat that was vegan. Yeah. And yeah. I made them when I was in my super fitness craze uh -huh. and... I, while I am casting stones at vegans for being morally superior, <laughs> I also was morally superior for quite yeah, yeah. a long time, right, yeah, around yeah. my nutritional program. I didn't call it a diet. And I ate the same thing basically pretty much at the same time every day for three years, not from any sort of like uh, mental health issues. 
Yeah. Right. But more right. like I was I was working out and I wanted to look good and this was the program I was on and it was working so I just stuck with it and um yeah, walking into restaurants and asking for uh, mine was not as strict as as yours, right? So for me it was just more like, oh great, I'm going to go to this restaurant, and I'm just going to have a chicken breast and a side of salad with exactly. no dressing on it. And yeah. You know, and it's going to be a thing. you have to look at the menu beforehand if you could find it online or wherever to see what they offered and what you could modify to suit your nutritional plan or whatever. It was really ridiculous. Right. And, but, and yeah. that was tightening, right? Or, or that was like a uh, problem and I'm going to have that problem in every restaurant. But because I was going to have that problem in every restaurant, it did not matter where I went to eat. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So it was kind of freeing in that way when friends were like, Oh, where do you want to go and have dinner? Like you pick. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. It, it, I'm going to have a chicken breast and a side of salad with no dressing. <laughs> right. Exactly. So you <laughs> go for it. I'm going to have pasta with red sauce. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's still this divide in veganism. Well, let me rephrase that. There's a divide in veganism, right? Where it's like, how much exploitation of animals are you minimizing? And so now there's farms that people are getting their food from because, and I, I did not investigate this, right? Um, it was just a claim made on, it was a claim made on a vegan podcast and I believe uh -huh. it. <laughs> but um, like farming techniques and, and fertilizer, which is coming from animals sometimes, right? Uh, and obviously these are people who are not eating at factory farms. They are eating yeah. organic, blah, blah, blah. But it, right. it, again, all of this just gets to that point of you come from a privileged place in society when you can choose organic, when you can, it's not even afford organic, which is also another matter, right? But it's just when you've got the choice. I am only going to eat from this organic farm that delivers to my home and you should all be doing the same, Right. Okay, well, everybody needs to make $250,000 a year just like you to afford having the special fancy food brought to our house. Um, so, so yeah. And, uh, hmm. I hear you. Hmm. Yep. Uh, not everyone can do things, even if they are good for your health or good for the environment or good for animals. Right. And they shouldn't be judged harshly because they can't, because you got to do what you got to do to get by. Exactly. Um, and so... I think what we've learned from this is that soy causes veganism. <laughs> it grew out of veganism and it's converting people to veganism. So, aha. Uh -huh. um, and mushrooms are grown in shit, so you should never eat them. I agreed. But I also don't <laughs> like the taste of mushrooms. So, whoa. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it. We've, we, oh, well, no, we it's have, not. We haven't one rated more them. thing. We have Who's Sorry Now and Or Apologies Expected. Oh, but we haven't rated our apology. Oh, we haven't rated our apology. Um, yeah, so I give it I give it a two. I'm going to give the first one like a real good solid five because okay. I like the acknowledgement that, um, that something had happened and they were going to take steps to ensure that that thing never happens again, right? Oh, that's um, true. That was so, important, yes. Yeah. And then the second one, I agree that their faces pretty much always look like that. So <laughs> I allow some points for that. Extra points for hotness. So yeah. they're getting a 12 for me for being hot and shirtless all the time. No. Um, uh, that one, you know, that, that's a big zero. Uh, they are, they're making that statement to 
assure their believers, right? Well, one, I, they upset some people and that's not who they are. Totally get that, right? But but the other thing is like, if you did believe us when we said that that thing happened, please know that we do believe it. So therefore, keep eating your yeah. mushrooms to keep cancer at so bay. It's, it's okay because we believed it at the time. Right, exactly. And still believe it, yeah. And still probably right. believe it. <laughs> yeah, and so may they live forever. I don't know if that's the beginning of an expression or not, but and never have it's any like medical curse. challenges. But I guarantee you that if our if one of them comes down with something, they will not be eating mushrooms to cure it. They will be taking oh, yeah. Western medication. They'll, they'll be at the hospital. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, First absolutely. in line. First in line. So we give their apologies as a whole. What? Um, well, Score. they're hot, so they're getting lots of points for hotness. Um, you gave them a two. I gave them a five. Uh, so it's seven, so 3.5, but then their first apology was better. And so I guess you're going to settle it here around a 4.5 to a five. All right. Well, I mean, I'm going to take away their hotness point because I'm not interested in men anymore, except for my husband. So, um... <laughs> oh, me either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, those ugly hot brothers. So ugly. Hate them. I didn't even notice that they were attractive. Me either. They're gross. I'm not sure that they are attractive, actually. I, I, I can't tell you. They're <laughs> <laughs> We're such so, great okay. spouses. We'll give them a two and a half, a three for their apologies. Um, so do you have an apology expected or a who's sorry now? Um, yeah, I do. I have a who's sorry now and it's me. Okay. Are you sorry now? And, yeah. So um, we threw a dinner party and I found out the last minute that one of the guests had a glucose intolerance, right? Oh, and and, okay. and she was very clear that like, this isn't the fad thing. I actually have been diagnosed with celiac disease and I cannot eat gluten at all. And I okay. apologize for- Oh, you said glucose. You meant gluten. Oh, I meant gluten. Did I say okay. glucose? This is the <laughs> reason like, why okay. no one should ever take medical advice from me. <laughs> they both start with a G and they're kind of medical terms. So it's the same thing. Um, one leads to the other. Uh, ha ha ha. Maybe. No, it doesn't. But I don't think so. I, I'll say that it does. So it's somebody start, came over to your house and they didn't tell you in advance that Hold they on. had I gluten? I want to argue the molecular structure oh, of gluten sorry. and glucose with you. Um, <laughs> no, they did tell me, but they told me oh. like the day of, right? Jesus and, Christ. And, which was fine, which was fine, right? Because she, she was like, I'll bring my own dinner. I just don't want you to be insulted Offended. or upset or whatever. Right? Okay. She's like, I know I'm okay. a pain in the ass. And it was like, you're totally not a pain in the ass. You're absolutely lovely. And... I'd gone and made like a dessert, right? Which whatever uh -huh. it was, of course it had uh -huh. it was like all gluten, yeah, gluten with frosting, and right. um, so I went to and I made it a fun adventure. I went to a witch store that has a bakery in the back that's run oh by God. a feminist vegan who oh. um, sells donuts and cupcakes and things like that, right? And um, that are gluten free. Um, well, so that was the problem. Oh, I bought vegan cupcakes. Oh, no. Thinking that that meant they, they didn't gluten have gluten. Oh. Right? Because yeah. in my head, it meant, which store? And, oh, she's a feminist. She's got a bakery <laughs> in the corner. And the, the cupcakes are like 10 bucks each. But I'm going to support like an independent, you know, female-owned startup business. Sure. Cool. You know. Here, That's nice. Here you go. I know. I'd go there. I'm awesome. Um, <laughs> and it was called something. It wasn't called Vinegar Hill, but whatever it was, it was like a, a ripoff of Vinegar Hill. Um, okay. And so, which I think is some feminist thing. I don't know anything about Vinegar Hill. 
uh, maybe that's the name of it, and then it's something hill. Um, I can't Google it now, but all right, cool. So anyway, whatever. Yeah, so I I had in my head that vegan meant only good, all the bad. There would be no gluten right. in vegan anything, right. Right? right? So it wasn't intentional. I wasn't like, oh, fuck you, party guest. I'm gonna, <laughs> here's a vegan cupcake. But I, I gave her a vegan cupcake. Um, yeah, and she was fine. Did she eat it? Yeah. <gasps> and she was fine? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Well, I mean, that's good. It I mean, may, it, it may have been gluten free, right? If like, you have if you have celiac disease, you're not going to necessarily die if you eat gluten. I mean, it depends on how serious it is. Right. Um, and and so, um, so my who's sorry now is yeah. to my dinner guest uh, <laughs> when I inadvertently and accidentally just got so caught up in the excitement of the cool <laughs> thing I was doing. I want to go to that store. I want to take you to that store. It was. I I would love it. It was fun, Um, and uh, and yeah, it was um, probably and it was filled with vegans. I'm sure, but you know, I went to a witch store um, here in San Francisco not long ago, and I don't know why I went, but um, (laughs) the witches made you. The witches made me go, and the 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 people there were just so nice. I mean, they were so friendly, and they gave me this stuff that's like like an incense that's called Archangel, which I think you can find in a bunch of different places. But um, it's my good luck incense. So whenever I'm having a bad day, like I'll take some incense out and burn it, and and it makes my day a little bit better. So oh, anyway, that's, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, I love story. that. Witches are great, um, and so and unofficial, um, unofficial, official followers of our show we had two witches who liked our podcast on really? witches yeah on facebook see Yay. this is the thing about facebook it's like oh wow you can find out a lot about people and that's cool and interesting and great so i guess it's useful so yeah we um our show was not offensive to witches which of course it was awesome. not designed don't want to offend to any witches we don't I offend mean, anybody other than right-wing neo-nazi republicans <laughs> we don't so want to so i have to. an apology expected go um and it is not related to our story or witches or anything. It's just completely unrelated. Someday I'll get myself together enough to get related apologies expected. But um, this one is about Disney severing ties with Fred Savage because there were multiple complaints of misconduct in his role as executive producer and director on the ABC comedy series The Wonder Years. Who knew The Wonder Years was a reboot? There was a reboot of The Wonder Years. Well, there is one. Um, it's about, I think it's about a black family in the South during the civil rights. I, I mean, that I read that somewhere, but I'm not sure I believe it. I don't know. Anyway, um, there, there were allegations of misconduct against Fred Savage uh, on the on the set of the Wonder Years, and the allegations were investigated, and he was dismissed. Um, the Wonder Years, which is a reboot of the 1988 series, which Fred Savage, of course, starred in, has not been renewed for a second season yet, but it may, it could, it could still potentially be renewed. Um, so the spokesman said that the his um, Fred Savage's uh, Employment was terminated as executive producer and director of The Wonder Years. So I'm expecting Fred Savage to come out with an apology. We'll see. Did they hint at what the uh, inappropriate stuff was? Yeah, they didn't say. Well, no, I read somewhere that it was like um, abusive behavior and something else, but I don't remember what the something else was. Like he was he was loud and shouty is sort of what I got out of it. Yeah, I know there were three allegations against him, three separate allegations on the same show. Um, oh, I see. And then prior to that, um, a a makeup artist 
uh, filed a complaint because uh-huh. he punched her in the arm when she was she was like brushing some stuff off of his shoulder oh and said, don't touch me. Right. Oh, rude. And so it's like, honey, listen, you are five foot four and you <laughs> might have starred in a TV show as a child. But yeah, calm down. Yeah. Calm down. Don't I don't care how much money you have. Calm down. Gotcha. All right. So I think that's it. I will know that's it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have some soy milk and an oat cake and enjoy your week. And we'll see you back next week. Be kind to animals. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye. to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at ApologiesAccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>